With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to this Texas Sports Nation podcast. I'm John McLean. You can reach me at McLean underscore on underscore NFL. And I'm Brooks Cabana, and you can find me at B-K-U-B-E-N-A. Brooks, your first season covering the NFL is over. Texans finished 4-13. They gave a Titans a run for their money in a game Tennessee had to win to secure home field advantage. Titans did 28-25. First of all, before we talk about the offseason, tell me what your takeaways were from this game. Well, the main thing is that uh, the first half was – emblematic of what the offensive problems had been all year long. It was just a totally inefficient run game that was averaging just one yard per carry. And we were, we were expecting that the Titans came in with the number two overall rush defense. It was just how the Texans approached their offense that uh, revealed things to me. Their insistence on running the ball has been borderline obstinate all year. And then they finally were forced to change the way they played offense just by being 21 uh, being down 21 to nothing in the second half. And that's when they adjusted things. They went to a more up-tempo scheme. They uh, went uh, pass first in some situations. And Davis Mills said afterward that that helped them. And uh, it's more than just how the Titans played them, too. Because, you know, down 21 nothing, a defense is going to play a little bit more conservative. But even once when they pulled within um, 10 points even, the defense started playing different. And just by being up-tempo, being the one who dictated things offensively. The, the defense has to declare what they do. They're not able to get plays incoming from the sideline. They're not able to get um, easier blitz packages whenever uh, an offense is huddling. So it relied more on the skills that the offense is built towards right now, and that's Davis Mills and his development as a quarterback, how he sees the field, how he can see a defense changing, uh, and then he can call the play along with uh, the sideline for the Texans. And they were able to use him and the wide receivers like Nico Collins, who has progressed exponentially as a playmaker, becoming the guy that they thought he'd be trading uh, to pick him in the third round. Um, and the rest of the offense, he was able to get 240 yards passing and three touchdowns and averaging a uh, pass of uh, 12 yards uh, in, in the second half for Mills. It was, it was incredible for him. And some of the p- passes that he made showed that his accuracy is there, his poise is there. Um, and they almost came back and beat a Titans team that was very intent on pulverizing him because they wanted to get the number one overall seed in the AFC South. So um, how do you look at those things going into the offseason? It's different, right? Because we still don't know fully how this coaching staff is going to shape up going into next year. Is Tim Kelly going to be calling the plays? Is Pep Hamilton going to be around to be a quarterback's coach? Is he going to be elevated? All those questions are still on the table. But whoever steps in, uh, to the coaching staff and is going to be a task of developing Mills and the offense and the other pieces they add, they ought to take a look at using more of that up-tempo scheme and using that, uh, sprinkling it in on different possessions throughout the first half and not just relying on trying to use the run game in the same ways that they did throughout the year. That That's a strength that doesn't necessarily have to be every drive because 
you just can't operate that way. You, you, there are other problems we could talk about, but using that more often, Davis Mills has shown that he can handle that. The offensive pieces they have are built for that. And I think that would work really well for the Texans in 2022. Two things that stand out to me about Mills's performance as a rookie. First of all, he started only 11 games in college. So naturally, he would be behind when he got to play. Number two, he had the worst running game in the NFL. It's hard for any quarterback who doesn't have ballots on offense. And he had the worst ballots in the league. Now let's move ahead to David Culley. I think Culley will be fired. I think Tim Kelly will be fired. I think Pep Hamilton will be another team, and they'll have a total shakeup of this coaching staff. What do you think? And if they do do that, do you think Culley and those coaches will be back? And if not, what would you think that Nick Casario and Jack Easterby would do hiring a second coach in his two years? Well, the uh, clock would start for them. I mean, that would be the main thing. And it's interesting because when you look at the makeup of this roster, it doesn't look like a team that's going to have any more success than the year that they had this time. That's why it makes it a little confusing as to why they would make a change at head coach. Um, Because, one, if you're opening it up to all candidates and looking for the top candidate, the kind of jobs that are available right now take Miami and and firing Brian Flores. That's a roster in the system that's set up to get a top candidate. The Texans right now um, aren't. And you'd have to really think that if they make a change with David Culley, that they have someone in mind, whether that's Brian Flores, whether that's Josh McDaniels. And I just don't understand why that wouldn't be something they could do next year. And if, if those people are maybe Flores wouldn't be around at that time. So that option is obviously different. But McDaniels, if you have an opportunity to interview him and get him here, maybe the idea is to be able to go ahead and get a guy like Mills into his offense and go ahead and grow the rest of the team and build the pieces around that instead of using uh, what you've got right now is a status quo. So, I mean, that would be really the question. Because like, the, if, if they make a change, it's because there's already somebody they have in mind. Because the, the, all, the, all the things that make the Texans a that, – that would make an NFL team a viable option for a top candidate aren't really there for the Texans. And uh, it would make it interesting to me if, okay, so if you make those changes on the offensive end, uh, Tim Kelly, Pep Hamilton, those things, you're bringing in a new – um, coach offensively, uh, where do you stand with your quarterback? Um, is it the same kind of system that Davis Mills was using? Uh, are, uh, you know, they already flipped up their um, uh, running back room. Rex Burkhead's coming in uh, for another year, but you don't know what else is going to build around there. So are they going to try and run the same kind of run-oriented, run-oriented scheme that Cully did? Uh, that would be the determination of what uh, other coach they'd bring in. So Mills might be different in how they use that. So um, that would all have to uh, come together on who they have in mind. So um, lots of things would change. And a lot of the things that we just talked about, about the final game and Mills and the uptempo offense, some of that may not even matter. So um, I, it'd be really interesting uh, to see if that was the change they made because um, then you'd, you'd have another season of another rebuild. And that just means that, uh, you know, some of the things that you got out of Cully this year weren't uh, enough because that was – uh, kind of the impression was that whenever they were here this time a year ago, uh, the off the, the team was about to go into a complete rebuild and they needed someone to be a consistent person uh, and to uh, send that message through the rest of the team. I think David Culley has managed to do that. Um, and a lot of players have been supporting him for that. And um, going into next year, they're going to get younger players. They're going to add more 
uh, free agents, and that consistency still needs to be there. And I think David Culley still still offers that. Um, and if he has the opportunity to to show whether he can continue to build on what he's grown this year, I think four wins is more than a lot of people thought they'd get. It's what Vegas said they'd probably get around. So he lived up to that. Um, you know, and then next year, if, if, if all the things that you invested into him, uh, the time on Saturdays to try and work up his game management, which really is his main uh, responsibility since he's not calling plays offensively or defensively, if those things persist, penalties and such, then you have rationale to, to fire him again next year. So I just think it would be um, a lot of decisions there. And, and, and you know, what, what they ultimately do will, will dictate whether they feel like they're ready to go ahead and make that next step in their process already, which, you know, after this year, I'm not sure if they're ready to make that move to being a fully competitive team yet. It's not like David Cully tore down this team. Nick Casario tore down this team, and Cully had to coach with what he was given. And considering he did not have Watson, he had to play Mills before they wanted. He had worst running game in the league, worst offense in the league, uh, one of the worst defenses. And they finished 31st against the run instead of 32. Pittsburgh finished last. So all that wasn't David Cully's fault. And I think if indeed after this thorough examination or evaluation of the organization, if they move on from from David Culley, it's because Nick Casario and Jack Easterby had this plan all along. That'll mean they lied to everybody, although they'll never admit it. And hopefully their second choice as a head coach would be better than the first because they would be admitting they made a mistake in hiring David Culley if they fired him after one season, which... I think would be grossly unfair to do that to him based on what they stuck him with. But these guys come from New England. And in New England, as Clint Eastwood said, fair's got nothing to do with it. I'm John McLean. You can reach me at McLean underscore on underscore NFL. And I'm Brooks Cabina, and you can find me at BKUBNA. Brooks, thank you very much. We're prepared for an exciting offseason. We'll continue to do this podcast every week as the Texans move into what could be the most fun the fans have had in an offseason, certainly the most tumultuous. Thank you. 